Welcome to the Lovecraft Tales, a brief fictional interlude to tide you over until the next episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Enjoy. They parked the truck at the end of a little-known dirt track that died out somewhere deep in the tangle of Marapaw Swamp. Ezekiel jumped from the bed, hefting his Louisville slugger, giving it a few practice swings. He imagined it contacting with someone's head, the bone-crunching sound, the spurt of blood, the brains leaking from ears and ruined eyes. The thought damn near made him salivate. Enough, Brother Diamondback commanded as he climbed out of the cab. The older man had pale features and long white hair, making him seem like a ghost. Oh, but he was flush all right, and he knew how to throw a mean backhand, even with the bullet in his shoulder still leaking blood. Ezekiel stopped playing with the bat and looked at his shoes. He'd learned the hard way to adopt a submissive attitude when in the presence of elders and had the bruises to prove it. Faded bruises now, though. So while he might seem meek, a thirst for revenge rose in the back of his throat like bile. One day, he hoped to take a home-run swing at the old man's face. Wordlessly, the other two men in their group joined them at the rear of the vehicle. The truck was shot up, would need some repairs. Those three strangers back out on the highway managed to deal a bit of damage before they were run off the road. Not that it did them any good. Jack Whiteside had been dispatched as planned. No good traitor to the family wouldn't be poking his nose around these parts anymore. Brother Diamondback motioned for the others to follow him into the underbrush. The four men slipped into the thick greenery with practiced ease, their feet finding the mossy path that led deeper into the wilds. No one talked. The cicadas hummed and buzzed and clicked all around them, undisturbed by the humans' progress. They were used to each other by now, neighbors in the swampland. After half an hour, they arrived at the homestead. It filled Ezekiel's heart with pride to see the familiar farmhouse where the family cooked and cleaned and carried on with their lessons. He'd been indoctrinated only two years ago, brought into the fold as a useless junkie sleeping under the highway and taught to become a soldier, someone with a purpose, part of a larger destiny. Pride was supplanted with a hungry lust, however, as he gazed at the smaller outbuilding nearby. Inside, many pleasures awaited. Already, he could feel the stirring in his loins and reached down to absentmindedly scratch his crotch. Get your wick wet another time, Brother Diamond scoffed, teasing. Ezekiel noticed the others watching him and his face burned. Right now, Father wants to see you. Seemingly of their own accord, his eyes immediately went to the cave entrance set into the cliff at the rear of the property. He'd never been inside, had not yet been deemed worthy, until now. His three companions began to move away from him toward the house. "'Ain't you coming?' he asked, trying hard to keep the quaver from his voice. They gave no answer except their silent backs as they retreated. "'Fine,' he thought. "'Father wants to see me, not them.' And he strode away toward the cavern purposefully. As he approached the entrance, though, his steps faltered. Beyond, dim torchlight illuminated the throat of stone that disappeared deeper into the cliff face, then dipped downward into the earth. He caught the scent of salt water and mold. It smelled like freshly turned earth in a cemetery. He knew what that odor meant, what might be waiting down there. Ezekiel! 
A voice floated up to him from within, the father's voice. Though he'd never heard it before, instinctively he knew to whom it belonged. Ezekiel. One thing he'd been taught in the lessons at the farmhouse. If an elder calls, you come. He walked into the cave. Up ahead, the rough-hewn passage continued for several yards before a branch opened on his right. He strained to see, but there was no light in that direction, only a strange suckling sound that reverberated off the rock and made him shiver. He kept moving. Another branch opened on his left after some time, only this one was lit with torches set in sconces every thirty feet or so. He hesitated a moment. Ezekiel! That made up his mind. He moved into the side passage, eager now to meet the father. What would he look like? An old man with a long white beard and kind eyes? Or perhaps some kind of half-breed, like those he'd read about from Innsmouth? Either way, Ezekiel would embrace him, kiss his feet, beg him to teach the ways of the snake. These thoughts dissipated as he crept from the tunnel into a small circular chamber. Kneeling on the floor around a large hole were twelve men. He recognized them as others from the family who lived in the other house near the lake, the Chosen Ones. They stared back at him. In each of their left hands they held a curved blade of sharpened rock. It was then he noticed the gap in their ranks. Room for a thirteenth participant and a similar blade laid before the spot. Ezekiel. Tears welled up, but he wasn't sure if they were tears of sadness or joy. An image formed in his mind instructing him what to do. Numb, he shambled toward the designated place and dropped to his knees. Leaned forward and slid his prized Louisville slugger into the pit where it disappeared without a sound. Then he took up the blade and waited with the rest of the family. The ghostly voice of the father drifted throughout the caverns one last time, and now it sounded pleased. Ezekiel tightened his grip on the knife. This time, it was his turn to call, and an elder one would come. But only if he called really, really loudly along with the others. For that, he was going to need to make another mouth. The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2018. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.com. 